Hi, and welcome back to Healing Quest. I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks. And if you're just finding us, our focus is holistic wellness and the latest in natural ways to keep us all healthy, including details on new research about protein and bone health. The report comes from the International Osteoporosis Foundation, which says a protein-rich diet can reduce bone loss and the risk of fractures. That's great news. The foundation also says adding extra protein to the diet does not damage bone health, contrary to what they called currently circulating myths that too much protein causes acid load that is damaging to bone health, which is not true. It's a myth. Exactly. Well, the report says it's important, though, that adequate calcium, about 1,000 milligrams a day, is part of a protein-rich diet to maintain healthy bones. The report says the protein could come from either animal or vegetable sources, but get your calcium every day. And also today we have details on a vitamin that's been getting lots of attention recently because of its ability to reduce osteoporosis, among other benefits. We're talking about vitamin K2, which some say could be one of the most important dietary supplements in the U.S. and Europe, since it's not found in sufficient quantities in the Western diet. To help us understand all of that, we have with us today on Healing Quest, Karan Krishnan, a renowned microbiologist and the chief science officer for DMS Wellness, which is producing a version of this vitamin called vitamin K2-7. Karan, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to be here. I know that DMS Wellness has uh, something called vitamin K2-7. What's the significance of the dash 7? So that's really important. So there's a, a couple of different forms of vitamin K2 particularly. We talked about K1 earlier. Now just on K2 that you'll find K24 and K27. K24 is actually a synthetic version of vitamin K2. It was approved as a drug a long time ago in Japan. Since then, some companies have been utilizing it in the U.S. supplement market uh, because it's a much cheaper source of vitamin K2. The problem with it is it is a synthetic product. And when, it, when it's a synthetic product and not a natural product, you've got all of these kind of side uh, compounds in there, you know, chemical compounds from the synthesis of the compound that we don't really know what they are, what they do. The other problem is vitamin K24 has a very short half-life in the body. It only lasts for about three and a half to four hours based on its half-life. Hmm. Now, vitamin K27 is the natural version that you find in the, in the natural world. It's produced by bacteria, good bacteria, friendly bacteria, and it's produced typically from fermentation. Hmm. And K27 lasts for over 72 hours in your body. So it, can ha it has the time to get in, build up levels within your body, and then get to all of the critical tissues that need it. If you're just joining us, I'm Judy Brooks. And I'm Roy Walkenhorst. You're listening to Healing Quest, and we're talking with microbiologist Karan Krishnan about vitamin K27 and its unique ability to naturally help keep our bones strong. How do we get vitamin K in our diet? So that's a really or important question. Or K2, I should say. <laughs> yeah, K2 and K27. So K1, yeah. as we mentioned, is leafy yeah. greens. K2 um, actually is co almost completely absent in the Western diet. Um, and that's, mm. a, that's a scary thing about it. You know, So vitamin K2 is critical for preventing heart disease. It's critical for preventing osteoporosis. And so when we look at these two conditions that have many, many prescription drugs that, that are supposed to support those conditions, we look at the prevalence rate of the use of those prescription drugs. They keep going up every year. Take statins as an example, yeah. right? Statin use goes up every single year. It's a number one drug for cardiovascular disease. And yet the prevalence rate and incidence rate of cardiovascular disease keeps going up as well. 
So clearly the statins aren't really affecting the, the outcome of the disease. But then what we start to see is a, is a more direct correlation with the, with the availability of vitamin K27 in the diet and the increased risk for heart disease and diabetes and so on. So in our diet, in the Western diet, we get almost no vitamin K27 at all. We are all clinically deficient in it because you're supposed to get it from eating organ meat, eating animal brains, which we don't eat. Um, we don't eat much organ meat either. And then certain types of fermented foods like a fermented soybean called natto mm-hmm. in Japan or there's certain fermented cheeses in Northern Europe. That's really basically it. You can get some in grass-fed butter. You can get a small amount in egg yolk. Okay. But those tend to be very small amounts. So basically, we're talking about K2-7 needs to be taken as a supplement. This is really the only way you're really going to get what you need. Are you saying that by taking K2-7 that it's like taking something for osteoporosis, like a pharmaceutical drug that actually helps the bones get stronger or more dense? Yeah. So, uh, in fact, um, and that's that's an important question because, in fact, K27, um, and then as I mentioned earlier, K24, the different versions of K2 are actually approved in numerous countries around the world as a prescription treatment for osteoporosis. The K2 that we use in, in our product actually is used as a prescription treatment in four different countries in Asia as um, a treatment for osteoporosis. That's great. Now, what, yeah, and what K2 does, it actually strengthens the bone. It reduces fracture rates, and that's really the key. You know, mm-hmm. the bone mineralization, you know, just looking at how much minerals are, are pasted onto the bone is not really a, a perfect indicator of the strength of the bone or your risk for fracture. It's really the, the, the honeycomb structure of the bone, and that's what K2 helps is the actual strength. To give you an example, there's a nurse's health study out of Japan. I think it was something around 90,000 patients. They showed that vitamin K2 intake reduce hip fracture rates by almost 80%. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I want to hear more about this, but we're out of time for today. But this is really good information and and new to me. Yeah, I think this is like just the beginning of what we're going to hear about K2, vitamin K2 and K27 here in the years coming up. It seems like this is a big thing. Absolutely, yeah. And especially when you start looking at vitamin D and calcium intake, vitamin K2 becomes absolutely critical because you could be hurting yourself more than helping when you're taking vitamin D and calcium without K2. Thank you so much for your time today. We've been speaking with Karan Krishnan, a renowned microbiologist, about vitamin K27 and the remarkable range of benefits it delivers. You know, it's really interesting. Karan reminded us of K2's connection with uh, Weston A. Price, a dentist from the 1930s, whose work we really admire. He studied the role of K2 all those many decades ago, and he determined that it was really important in how good the bones and teeth were of the non-industrialized people in various parts of the world. So it's been a while, K2's been around, uh, and now it's more important than ever because we need it. If we're taking vitamins A and D, we need it to make sure that it activates the calcium from those and they go to the right place. That's for sure. Well, if you'd like to learn more about this topic and especially about K2-7, we have a link for you on our website, HealingQuestRadio.com, or you can find out more on their website, which is ThriveProbiotic.com. That's ThriveProbiotic.com. I think it's also important to note that this, this whole topic of bone health is, is something that um, when we were growing up, I mean, we all thought about it as well. This is something uh, mostly for old women, and it's not. I mean, well, it's not the, anymore. The statistics on, on bone health issues for men are really, really, I won't say shocking, but they're sobering. So guys, 
this is something we got to pay attention to because keeping our bones strong is something that that is a real issue. That's true. The other the other thing is that teenagers. You know, you think yep. about teenagers, they're young, they have healthy bones, but we did a story for the television show a few years ago at at Purdue, I think. Yep. And they had done a, a study with these college students and they were finding bone loss at that early age. So it has something to do with our diet or the way you know, because things have changed. Part of it is processed foods. Part of it is the, is the diet. Part of it is not getting this kind of supplementation. And part of it is weight-bearing exercises. So there's, that's something we all need to be paying attention to. Well, up next, Michelle Bernhardt and the Astrological Outlook for June. And don't forget, podcasts of this and other Healing Quest shows are available at KFBK or on the iHeartRadio app. I say just subscribe to our podcast. It's free. Then you will get a notice uh, when, when the new ones are up. So you won't miss anything. There you go. Very handy. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Healing Quest. I'm Roy Walken. And I'm Judy Brooks. And you're listening to Healing Quest on KFBK and iHeartRadio. 